I got some friends that kill some people, but my friends have always been killing people. I did not break the law. He kept the body for one to do two days, and he laid the body on the edge of his tub and, quote, slid open his belly, end quote. He took pictures of him. He defleshed him, acidified the flesh and skull, and kept the skull. He had killed more than a dozen people and eaten some of them. It was Milwaukee apartment that was literally a house of horror. I deserve, certainly, the most extreme punishment society has, and I deserve, I think society deserves to be protected from me and from others like me. protect him during their first trial. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to our premiere show of Chillin' and Killing Crimecast. What's going on, everybody? I'm super excited. I'm your host, Heather and Kirsten. And we are your hosts, and we're so excited to bring this to you guys. And hi, everybody in the comments. Um, welcome tonight. We are super excited. So me and Kirsten, wow, this was a project bringing all of this together and we are super happy to be here today. So, mm -hmm. you know, we got talking one day and we were just like, got on this true crime kick with each other and was like, wouldn't it be awesome to just, you know, do this and through lots of work to get this going and help. And we got to give shout outs to people that were really, I mean, so many people have been so supportive for us and everything that we mm -hmm. putting this together. So thank you to everybody that's shown support for this. Thank you to everybody that's viewing tonight. And then thank you to my friend, Sean Phillips for putting together that audio on that clip and David Childers for, you know, putting that video together. And last but not least, of course, full spectrum universe. Thank you for letting us come on and do this show and bring something a little bit different to everybody. And with that, Kirsten, I'm going to let you throw out a little disclosure. Do you got a little something for everybody to kind of. <laughs> so um, I actually, so I've been working to write up some sort of disclosure and I don't have anything officially written up yet. Um, but what we really want to impress upon everybody is this is a true crime show for true crime enthusiasts. So, um, you know, we are open to everybody's opinions because that's just what they are, their opinions, but everybody should be respectful. Um, we're really going to try to dive deep into sort of the human mind and consider all points of view. So really what we want to say is um, we are completely sympathetic to any victims, their families. We don't condone what any, you know, criminal does, but we are not going to spend our entire show apologizing. So if it ever seems like we are 
victim shaming, which we will not, but if it seems like we are, or it seems like we're kind of siding with one of the criminals or something like that, um, if you don't agree, you know, feel free to turn the show off because we're just going to really get in deep. So strap on because it's going to, it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, like we're, we're going to throw a little cut because with me, I, I'm comedy all the time. I mean, I, I, I goof. So I will like, we're going to give this quick disclosure. Don't oh, yeah. Seriously, everybody, this is just me. So if I make a joke, maybe here and there, I mean, like she said, if you if you're gonna be offended, this is probably not the show for you. But we welcome everybody. Give it a try. See, and let's just have fun. You know, we're taking a night, you know, the night off when we do this. No paranormal. You know, we're not gonna be discussing paranormal. It's strictly true crime, and we're excited to bring that different element out here since we do a lot of paranormal stuff. So and in good fa into in good fashion of you talking about your wonderful sense of humor, I want to show everybody um the drink that I am popping for tonight's show. Okay. Um, because a true mobster or a mobster's wife would only have the absolute best. So the champagne that I am drinking tonight is Don Perignon. <laughs> I love Don. the sticker on it. We're going to say Don um, in honor of every mafia boss out there, true to my heart. So this is some expensive stuff, as you guys can tell. So, you know, tell. join me in my drinking tonight. Yeah, definitely. Classy. Well, I have I have two to share. So everybody, we will have different drinks uh, here and there on mm -hmm. the show. So tonight, you know, since it's mobster stuff, you know, uh, this is my bourbon. Now, Heather doesn't drink bourbon, but I have it on the rocks ready. And when am I going to take a sip? I don't know. So there we have my wine that I love, red wine. So we're going to drink this most of the night and then we'll see when I can get this. <laughs> but I will take a drink in honor. Well, let's do it right now. I'll take a drink in honor of our show. Ready? Wait, I have to tell you what my other drink is. Hang on 10 oh. seconds. So this is an underground old fashioned. Um, so this is the mob theme drink for tonight. And um, for those who want to know, it is bourbon vanilla bean, brown sugar, and bitters. So I have this, and then I have my champagne that I'm gonna be drinking. So, um, yeah. Read that again, what is in that? That sounds, we're gonna have to post our drink recipes in yeah. our, uh, you know, in our chat. I mean, we'll have to put that so in there. So I searched um, what some famous gangster drinks were all the way from the time of prohibition, all the way up to, you know, 50s, 60s and whatnot. So this is bourbon, vanilla bean, bitters and brown sugar that sounds amazing and it's gonna mm -hmm. taste better than mine so let's cheers get yes. your nice yummy drink out cheers can i do double can i double fist or is that not classy like a mob boy no can i'm I... gonna chase i'm gonna chase mine with this wine okay so ready set cheers all right everybody um, better be cheersing with us because this is the kickoff show guys come on oh that's that's some spice on it. <laughs> and then heather's drunk Oh, All right. Uh, who am I going to text call? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to get into our topic. Obviously, you see how we're dressed. We are mobsters tonight. So mm -hmm. obviously, that's our theme. Kirsten is, this is her world. I am just in it right now, and I'm going to let her take the lead on all this. Hi, everybody. I kind of don't see who it says Facebook user, so I yeah. don't see. So uh, hi, everybody who's in the chat, and hi, Molly, Kyra, everybody. We'll get comments up through the show when we, uh, you know, when we can. So go ahead. Let's rock and roll. 
Okay, so yes, we definitely want you guys to chime in. We want some controversy here. Um, so we are here to talk about serial killers and the mob versus the mob, however you choose to look at it. Um, I have thought a lot about this topic, just being the, the similarities between these two groups, but the huge, vast different perception of, of these two groups of people. Um, and there is so much that I like literally driving home every day this week, I've been writing down more and more stuff because, um, they're just looked at so differently, but really, I mean, the question I would put out is, I mean, are they that different? And I just want to know what everybody's opinions are on this. So, um, so I'm just going to do a brief introduction. I'm sure everybody knows what the mafia is, but, um, Cosa Nostra, which stands for our thing. Um, and really did start out as something that was just that. It was our thing. It, it was our special little organization. Um, five families. I'm just going to get into the Italian, New York, you know, tri-state area. I'm not going to go into Irish, anything like that. Um, so we have the five families of the mafia, which are Bonanno, Colombo, Gambino, Genovese, and Lucchese. So those are the five families. And there's an order of rank in each of these families. And so it goes the boss slash the Don, which is hence my champagne here. Um, and then you, have, then, you have, then you have the underboss um, or consigliere, which is like the right hand man to the boss. Um, then you have capos or captains, which are sort of right underneath the boss and the underboss. Then you have soldiers, which are sort of your lower ranking they carry out hits they do a lot of the collections they do a lot of the errands stuff like that um and then lastly you have associates which are the very lowest of the low which are um people just kind of wanting to be in it being introduced into it working their way up going through like hazing as you might have it or something like that coffee at starbucks <laughs> yeah yeah so um so you know, I just want to talk about the difference with this because you have two groups of people that are both known for not only thing they're known for, but murder. Okay. And it's called organized crime for a reason. And the funny thing is, is a lot of these mobsters and hitmen have carried out way more executions than any serial killer out there. Um, but the thing that interests me is when you think about Ted Bundy or Richard Ramirez or, you know, Unabomber, BTK, any of those people, um, you know, the words that people describe these these people as are psychos, insane, um, empty, feelingless, you know, devoid of any compassion or anything like that. Um, immoral, can't understand right from wrong. You know, there's there's deranged. There's a lot of words. Called puppies when they were little. You know what I mean? Like there's that stereotype yeah. on it. But with mobsters, it's like, ooh, they're cool. So like. Exactly. So, yeah. So you have, and you just, you, you hit on a good point. Their upbringing often has the same sort of characteristics. Um, they're looking for red flags and you just said sort of, um, cruelty to animals, tempers, they are reclusive. You know, there, there's a laundry list of things that sort of identifies these people. And then you have mafia members. These are family men. They're religious people. Um, they believe in right from wrong. They believe in sin. Um, they have jobs, wives, they go to church. They have large community involvement. Um, they have hobbies. 
they rub elbows with politicians, celebrities, a lot of high rollers. Um, they own businesses. Um, they're known well in their neighborhoods, and it's it's um, they even are very close to law enforcement in a lot of in a lot of ways. So typically, also they have very fulfilled upbringings. They come from family life, and they instill family life. And so, when you look at these two groups of people, it really makes you want to break down. Like, what are why do people look at mobsters and the mafia so different from serial killers? Um, the, I think, the biggest... I think money, money's got a lot to do with that. So it's like, you know, when it comes to, okay, well, it, it's their job. Okay. But, you mm -hmm. know, we all, we all pick our jobs in life. You know, I know some people bring upbringing and, and this is what they're just born into this lifestyle, but it's like, okay, I get it. And, and I've heard, you know, I've heard a lot of different things through this week when we posted that this was going to be our topic. And that mm -hmm. was a huge one. That was the difference that people were saying, well, well, they get paid to do this. Okay. I, and, I, and I respect everybody's opinion and it's going to be different, but just mm -hmm. because you're getting a check for it doesn't mean that you have, if somebody's got that mentality and, and these hitmans, like I've been watching because since Kirsten said like, well, since you said you want to do this show, I've dove deep into, you know, the mafia and watching, I was watching something last night where, um, this, they blew, they killed this, this guy. I'm not going to know names. That's all her. So, but they literally blew up part of the freeway to get this guy. So you're talking about so many innocent people that are killed and not saying that serial killers don't kill innocent people because we, they do, mm -hmm. but it's the same mentality. If you can go and just blow up children and then go have a drink with people, what is up there and why is it different than serial killers? I don't see any difference in it just because you got to check that night for it. You know and what I mean? And that's one of the, you just brought up one of the biggest things. So is that really it, that it's a job and, and not only a job per se, I won't even call it a job. It's, it's a contract. It's an, an agreement that you're entering in. And I'm not saying it makes it right, but does it mean something, you know, it's been compared to the military. I mean, you're going into something that you fully understand the rules. You, you understand them when you join this organization, they say, here's going to be your, here's your duty. Here's what you're going to do. Um, you understand that if you go against the family, you die. If you betray us, you die. If you steal from us, you die. Um, if you are okay with those rules and you're just going to be loyal, then you have no problems and you're going to make a lot of money. And I, I almost wonder if in their head they compartmentalize. And is that the answer that they're able to put different aspects of their lives in different buckets? And somebody said it, um, in the chat, they said they have gumas, which are girlfriends. I think that they um, they they separate. They consider their family life and their wives and their wives' duties and their kids separate from their girlfriend. It's a separate thing. They don't even feel like they, which is funny. They don't think they're doing something really wrong because they're huge on sin. They'll tell you if you lie or go against the family, you go to hell. But mm -hmm. if you divorce, you go to hell but they think killing is okay or cheating is okay. But I almost, like I said, I feel like maybe they compartmentalize. Um, I'm doing this, but this is separate from my home life or my church life or something. It's a job. It's the same as any other job. I understand my duties and I signed up for it. So it's, you know, I don't know. It's just so interesting to me. I want, uh, Rob, can you bring up that comment? Uh, I can only see his Facebook user where it says mafia is born in it mostly. I want to put that comment up there. Thank you. Okay, this comment. So, you know, I, I'm going to agree to disagree on this one because, yeah, some people, yeah, they're born mafia. You're born in your family.
But serial killers, when they're born, they have those traits too. So how, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But I know a lot of them sometimes are triggered. And I think it comes down to a lot of it between the two that are very similar is the power. You know what I mean? Like they love to have the power. Hi, David. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so they love to have the power. So it's the power with the serial killers and the mobsters and everything. So when you join the mob, you're joining it for power, money, all that stuff. When a serial killer kills, they get that power back. So I don't know if serial killers are born into it. I mean, I've always like wondered what was in their mind, if it was something, because were some kids not really right when they were little and then turned into serial killers? I don't know. I'd have to dig more into that stuff. But definitely I do, I do side with the fact that, you know, people are born in the mafia and that's their mind frame. So they are raised to believe, okay, yes, you have to do this for the family. Yes, this is how you got to go. But we, we're going to go to church and you have to abide by these rules. And I think that mentality, like the person is saying that they're born. And I'm sorry, I don't know your name. So <laughs> it's kind of a Facebook user. I think you have to sign in or something. But, yeah. uh, you know, they're born in that mentality. And this just keeps carrying on because they keep getting taught that this is the way to live. So I guess I guess that makes sense in that aspect. But I don't know. I feel like some serial killers are born with that same weird psyche. So I don't know. Well, and it's really, to me, it's, it's like I said, it's perception. So if you look into, um, I don't even want to say old world mob all the way up through the sixties and seventies. Um, if you ask any person that lived in a mob run neighborhood or a mob frequented neighborhood or anything like that from Italy, all the way to New York, New Jersey, anywhere, um, these people that lived in these neighborhoods would really say, they felt safer and protected when the mafia was running their neighborhood. They will say that flat out up and again, they'll say, we watched, you know, Paul Castellano walk down the street. We watched John Gotti walk the street. And when they were there in our neighborhood, we know, we knew no stuff was going to happen. No crime was going to happen. Nobody was going to, um, you know, mess with us. Everything was kept neat, orderly, uh, safe. And they left their doors unlocked when they were in charge. That comparison really hits me because you hear that Ted Bundy's on the loose or you have, you know, the Boston Strangler loose or something like that. People are locking their doors. They're getting dogs, they're getting alarms. They're literally shutting their windows, locking them, everything. But then you have people who, you know, are known for murder and they don't make a secret of it at all. They're known, people know what they do. They know and that they, they idolize them. And they idolize them and they are shaking their hands and giving them gifts and they see them across the street and they say, our neighborhood is safe now. And that's so interesting to me, you know, and it's not only the compartmentalizing. I was actually thinking about this today and I really want to hear kind of your thoughts on this. I thought to myself, people say in general, when you're holding a secret of any kind, really. It doesn't have to be crime. But when you're holding a secret or you can't be who you really want to be and you're suppressing stuff, it doesn't even matter. Like if you're unhappy and you're holding stuff in and in, it says eventually, like they say, eventually you do start to go, you know, your mental health deteriorates and you start to go a little crazy. You're living a, a masked life. You have different identities. You have this and that. And I was thinking about this on the way home. I almost wonder if, you know, serial killers eventually over time grow to be so, I don't want to say sick, but you know, people look at them like they're very deranged because 
they can't tell anyone who they are. They, they don't want to get caught, so they can't act who they are. They're trying to keep on this normal life, but oftentimes they're not successful with that. And they're just wearing this huge mask and just suppressing and suppressing. And then they are exploding and taking out, you know, who they really feel like they are um, in these crimes. Now, I'm not saying the mafia doesn't hide stuff. They don't want to go to jail, but they're actually pretty cocky and narcissistic. They will be very open about, you can't catch me and I'm doing all of this. And they make it well known who they are and they don't hide who they are. They're right out in the open with it. And I almost think maybe being able to just be who you really are maybe keeps them a little more, well, I'm just talking about how people view them, like they're normal people and like they're not sociopaths. And that's so interesting to me. Well, and, and like, um, you know, Denise is saying that all, all mafia people are not all mafia kill people. Right. Right. Of course. So you are going to have those people that are designated for that. And I think what she is saying too, it's like, how do you become that person? Like, are you like, okay, I'm cool with killing. <laughs> Go ahead. But it's just yeah. like, or the family just places you in that role. I'm not super familiar with like the, I mean, I, of course I know mafia stuff, but, um, that's not my forte. So with her, Kirsten, how is that? Do they, are they given these roles? Like you have to be the man or is it something they work up to? How does that even work? Um, well, as far as given the roles, I mean, that's as, that goes as far as anything else. I think if you decide to enter into this life or not, um, some people as children, if their families are in the mafia, they're naturally going to migrate that way. But a lot of fathers don't want their children in it. They're like, this life is okay for me, but I don't want it for you. Um, but let's, let's talk about the people that are sort of born into it. And it's sort of like, you're not like, it's going to be passed on to you. Um, you always start obviously at a lower rank. It does depend on who, you know. Um, but when I was talking earlier about the rank, and I talked about associates. So that's the lowest bottom of the totem pole. You have to be careful with associates because with associates, you must be introduced by a higher ranking member. So if you are just someone from the neighborhood and you have a friend that's in the mafia and you say, I really want to get in this organization, they have to fully a hundred thousand percent be willing to vouch for you because if you are in the organization and you vouch for someone and then they turn, or they betray, or they do something wrong, or anything like that, you're the first one to get it, along with them. So you have to be very careful. If you are willing to, you're actually vouching for someone. You're saying, okay, this is, you know, Joe Schmo. He's interested in joining. They're going to look right at you and say, are you vouching for this person? And if you say yes, you know, it's like a referral for a job. They will let you in. They'll start giving you small things, you know, running errands, collecting money, doing stuff like that, whatever, intimidating people. But eventually it does reach a point where to prove yourself, they will give you a kill. They'll give you a hit and they'll say, we don't want this person around anymore. Are you willing to do this? And some people say no. And if you take it and you do it, you're, I mean, you're, you're well on your way. And some people though, that doesn't mean you're necessarily in it. Uh, you know, a made person, a made man, you could be, you know, a soldier for a very long time before they open the books and make you a captain or make you a made man. And once you become made, and that's that ceremony that a lot of people are familiar with, you know, the pricking of the finger, the burning of the saint card, stuff like that. Um, you are, I don't want to say untouchable, obviously 
there have been points in the history of the mob where there were just bloodbaths and people were killed, but it's a lot to take somebody out. If you know, you have to get permission from the leaders of families to kill a made person. So once you're a made person, you kind of have that security. Um, but a lot of people are born into it. Their, their grandfather does it. Well, their dad does it. And I'm hearing also that, you know, I'm getting, you know, a message that hit a hitman is also someone who's good outside of the family. So if they do go kill, it doesn't fall back on the family. Absolutely. So that's kind so of right. what you're saying with that, where yeah. they bring them in, they kind of see where they're at. So it oh, might yeah. not necessarily be, they don't want you know, their nephews and all of that, but they want someone else to take the hit. So Absolutely. There's, it's very there's, organized mm -hmm. when it comes to that. You know what I mean? So that is the big difference between them and serial yeah. killers. I mean, there's a whole thing here and where serial killers are just kind of alone and that's just what they're doing. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. the mob, who knows how many people's a part of that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Nothing you want to get mixed up in. For sure. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because I have, so I actually, I, I wrote this down because I have to read this because it is so involved, but I just wanted to give everybody a little taste of, um, sometimes listen, he's making jokes about me being in witness protection because I've had like a million last names and I just chalk that up to bad relationships. So I don't really know what to say about that, but I've had, I've had a million last names. So don't, like, you know, uh, don't Kirsten Gambino? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've heard that one. Um, but I want to, I want to actually, I'm going to read this to you all because, you know, we've all watched the specials about the horrific crimes of, you know, we've heard the descriptions of what people do. Um, they decapitated this woman. They put, you know, Ted Bundy, they, he left her skull here, her body here. Um, you know, this serial killer skinned this person. It, it's unbelievable. He took the limbs off, buried them under the floor. We'll so I just want to, <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to read you. I found this today and I found this very interesting. Um, so Ted Bundy, so he's well known for 30 ish, it's there's it's debatable like how many confirmed but 30 to 35 ish murders um they think many more but that's how many confirmed so roy DeMeo, um who is number three on the list of the top five most notorious mob hitmen he is believed to committed as many as 200 murders or more um for the gambino crime family in the 70s into the early 80s and he perfected a way of murdering and packaging bodies that was named the Gemini method. And I'm going to read to you what the Gemini method is. Okay. Give it all to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving it to you all straight. Okay. So, so I want you to just paint this lovely picture in your head for anyone who's watched these crime shows. Just, just paint this in your head. Okay. So yeah, they, they would take a victim to a house. And they would first shoot the victim in the head, gunshot wound to the head. Someone would then wrap a towel around the head to stop the bleeding, while a second person would stab the person in the heart to stop the blood from pumping. The soldiers would then drag the body to the bathroom. Oftentimes, and this is absolutely accurate, they themselves would be wearing just underwear, if not naked, to eliminate, you know, blood stains, contamination, DNA, anything like that. A lot of times they would do this in underwear or naked. Um, they would drag them to the bathroom, um, put the body in the tub or shower, 
and let it bleed out down the shower drain. Um, then they would lay the corpse on a swimming pool liner that they had laid out in the living room of this house. Um, then they would cut the body up. They would wrap each body limb in plastic. Then they would put each separate body part in separate cardboard I'm boxes. tired already. Like, this is okay. a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they would, they I don't like them cooking on my dishwasher. This is a lot. <laughs> so, go, yeah. go ahead. So um, that's pretty much it, if that's not enough. They put the limbs in separate cardboard boxes um, for delivery to the Brooklyn dump. So um, these people could be pretty ruthless. You talked about a lot of times they would blow up cars. They would just like shoot What people. kind of mind does stuff like that? Sorry. I'm trying but, to watch myself. I don't know. I don't want to get banned from Facebook. No, but that... Oh, I need a drink after that one. But that's my point, is that we, you literally never... You, you look at you look at these mobsters like they're just normal people down the block, like, you know, Johnny next door. Um, I'm pretty sure if, you know, they were on the hunt for, you know, Richard Ramirez and he walked right up to you and said, Hey there, how are you? You'd be like, Oh my God, I'm about to die. Like you'd be, you know, without a doubt. But it's is that plastic funny. behind you? What? Is that plastic behind you? This is bloody fabric. <laughs> Not I'm just wondering. So, um, listen, I watch Dexter. You know, I know how to get it done if I <laughs> need too. to. Me too. Me so, too. Uh, bring up Rusty's comment where we wrap. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I was just going to say, Albert Anastasia. There you go. I mean, there's so many that killed, like he said, thousands. I mean, and I, and I mean, I, this is just my opinion. I'm not saying people don't look at these people like deranged. I'm sure a lot of people are like mafia is serial killers, but a lot of people don't. So, I mean, it's just so interesting so to me. We but. have the true definition of what a serial killer is. Where we, we, did we, this, we did this on our last show and I found like three different definitions and it was, remember it was, it had to be a certain amount of confirmed kills, multiple right. kills. And I think they said it was something about different locations or different, lo it was something about the location. Um, and then like mass murder is like at one time, that that because I know we were trying to compare certain things before when we were on the show when we were talking about that kind of stuff and I know there was a difference between mass murder because we were talking about the Jim Jones stuff yeah you're like oh that's so, mass murder so this so says a serial killer is typically a person who murders three or more people um, usually in service of abnormal psychological gratification with the murders taking place over more than a month and including a significant period of time between the kills. So, I mean, this, this one says the same thing, commits a series of murders, often with no apparent motive or reason, typically following a predictable behavior pattern. So right there, no apparent motive or reason. I'm just gonna play devil's advocate and say, mafia soldiers have a reason and a motive and they know it. They know it when they sign up. That's what they're signing up for. And like yeah. the Facebook user coming through saying killings by the mafia are business, not personal. Exactly. But, and I get that. And I get that. But it's like uh, still your mind frame. How would you, I mean, how do you justify like what she just explained doing? How can you justify having a, an OK psyche or you're just that's just how you believe things should be done? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel that they should still be categorized as serial killers. Like, I just feel like. Yeah. Like uh, Rusty says something, you know, he said about thousands of deaths. You know what I mean? Like, how is that not? I mean, 
I don't know. I, I love the discussion in the chat. I love people having their opinions and, and how you, everybody sees it because it is, it is different. You know what I mean? We look at, you know, mobsters is like she said, they're idolized. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, mm -hmm. we're sitting here <laughs> drinking drinks, but we do that with serial killers too. Dressed as mobsters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I mean, I drink when I'm sitting at a gas station. So what do you want from me? I mean, I know. I'm always like, <laughs> I always think I'm something <laughs> crazy, but, but well, anyways, we're just enthusiasts, everybody. <laughs> but let's see. I disagree. Okay. Let's bring Rusty's up. I got to disagree and I want to talk about it. I disagree. Okay. They can also, I think too, because they do take shit personal. Sorry. Oh, yeah. You know, in the way that get the yeah, or if somebody they think somebody told on them or something, it becomes very mm -hmm. personal to them. Or oh yeah, you know, has has any and, mobster killed somebody over like them messing with their wife, so they don't care about that kind of stuff? It's, <laughs> again, it's it's both. So I would like to tell you how it's supposed to be, and I'll tell you how there's wild cards in every single you know organization. So there are also strict rules, strict rules when it comes to. They live by a rule book, literally, that's supposed to eliminate any problems. Um, and one of the rules is no male is ever allowed to be in the company of another mobster's wife privately, either in their home or there's very strict rules, which is something that I love the Sopranos so much. I'll start singing to you all how much I love it. But <laughs> there was one very inaccurate part of that, which was whoever was driving Tony or whoever was visiting him, Carmela invited them right in. They came in the house. Even if Tony wasn't home, they got invited in for coffee. That's not the way it was. You were not allowed to be at all in private quarters with a guy's wife. You weren't allowed to go in their home, nothing at all. And this was supposed to eliminate stuff. But obviously a lot of wives ended up having affairs with different mobsters and stuff like that. And yes, people got killed because of it. Um, but I feel like that's with any that's everywhere across the board so um but i mean i i just adore that show so i i would use that as a lot of comparisons but um you know i i'm gonna i have to all right i gotta throw some major controversy out there and this is probably gonna put me in the shit house and make me not the favorable host hostess here but i'm gonna do it anyway so this is not my opinion this is um just what has been said even in documentaries so we've talked about serial killers and we talked about the mob. Let's talk about the comparison to the military. And I say this with the utmost respect because I come from a military family. Um, Let you know, me address this comment real quick because I love you, Kara, but it says the mob kills people who do them wrong. Serial killers kill innocent people. I have to disagree because the mob sometimes will kill innocent people in the process of killing who they need to get to. Yes. So, I yes. mean, most of the time, yeah, but a lot of times, too, there's people they get caught. I mean, can't, um, Jesus, uh, it's coming to my head when you kill someone and they're in the way, not innocent people, war casualties, whatever they, they say that that phrase, and it's not coming to my head right now. Someone will get me in the in the comments about it. Like, casualty, I don't know. casualty of war. That's what I'm trying to think okay. of. Okay. Casualty so, of war, right. Yeah. So maybe that's how they see collateral damage there we go yes. that that's probably what they're seeing as innocent people you know what i mean like the family the chill i mean they'll wipe out somebody's whole freaking bloodline they didn't do anything so is that them not yep. killing someone innocent all right yeah. continue and with the military part. i just had to you know because innocent people do get caught up in all this and absolutely yeah. that it's 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 their family and okay let's wipe out this bloodline 
But like little Timmy might not have had anything to do with nothing. And they still, you know, took him out. Thank you, yeah. everybody. Casualties of war, collateral damage. It's exactly where I was going with, with that comment, but was tit, tit, tit. but go ahead and, and talk military with them. Well, no. So I was just going to say military is really, I mean, I won't say the same thing. You know, you're signing up to literally represent your country and help people, you know, keep people safe and stuff like that. Um, even as I say that, I'm going to cut myself off like 25 times. When people join the mafia, even though they are in it for, you know, money and power and stuff like that, they do feel, especially the old school, that they were keeping people safe. And it's a matter of, you know, I bring this up all the time. Um, terrorists technically believe that what they're doing is right by their God and their religion and their beliefs. It's not right to kill innocent people, but they truly believe that what they're doing for a greater reason, a greater cause, you know, whatever, across the board, it, terrorists do believe that they're doing what's right. And, you know, people in the military, and again, come from a military family, they kill lots of people, they sign up to do it, they know what they have to do, and they have to carry out duties and responsibilities to uphold whatever they're working towards. And these mobsters believe that they're doing exactly that. And they really do believe that, you know, these are, this kind of goes back to when you said about how are you born into it or stuff like that. These people truly, I don't want to say believe they can't do a nine to five. They are ingrained to believe there's a better way to live. And they call us schmucks. Like they think we're assholes. Like they're like, you guys go to work. You guys go to work 7 a.m. I think that's real. I think yeah, you do. Oh, I definitely know that. I know. I, I sit in traffic and I'm like, I am a piece of shit. I should just, I'm you a know, freaking but, schmuck. <laughs> right. But they, you know, they do believe that what they're doing, and again, you know, especially old school. Is, oh, my God. I shot a guy. I did shoot a guy in the foot. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean it really. You got yeah. <laughs> so in both in both situations, they're signing up for a job and saying, I will take orders. And I know personally, I mean, I dated someone. I can't even tell you how heavily involved. <laughs> how, no, how, how heavily involved in the mil military he was. His entire life was just tour after tour. And, you know, we didn't talk about a whole lot, but I knew he had to do so many things that he wouldn't even talk to me about and didn't want to do. And when I would say to him, like, how do you, I mean, he was affected by it, but when I would say, how did you do that? It was my job. It was my job. And you have to just, you have to put yourself in that box. It's my responsibility. It's my job. And you know, that's what I had to do. So I just wonder if they feel the same way, you know, I don't know. And I, I totally think like, you know, when you look at it from that aspect, that's what separates them from serial killers because you have where you have when you when you military to the mafia they live by that same code that this is what we're supposed to do we're serial killers i mean yeah you have the mafia boss that is got that narcissistic to them that we see a lot with serial killers but the people that follow that and want to be a part of that and that's what they're born into that's what they believe i mean that separates serial killers where it's complete narcissism not i mean that's just how i see it complete you know they're like she said doing a job. This is their code. This is what they're brought in to be. And I think that's maybe what separates them from the serial killer. But as in the law, I feel they should still be branded as serial killers, but 
as why they're doing it, I feel like, yes, they're, they're, this is, this is their oath. This is what they well, took. I mean, this is what they're and doing. Let me throw like a dagger out there. And I actually want to, I want to comment on what Rusty said. So actually, you know what? All right. I got two things. Okay. All right. So first Rusty said, um, I don't really feel, I don't think they feel that way towards the working guy, especially with family run businesses. I think they look at these people with maybe not a lot of respect, but respect nonetheless. So I told, I see your point. I I, I agree with that, but I also have to say, this is the narcissistic and kind of power hungry part of the mob is that they, it's literally like this. They do support family run businesses, kind of. A lot of their businesses are family run, but on the other hand, if you ever read the book, The Pizza Connection, or any of the books about what they do is they go into family run businesses and like basically shake them down. And that's how they make their living is to go in and say, okay, you're a little pizza shop. We support you. We will keep you safe. We will, you know, give you protection. We will handle all your errands. We'll do this and that, but you're not going to order from I guarantee they didn't say Amazon, but I'm going to say Amazon. They'd say, now you're going to get your paper plates, cups, forks, pizza dough, sauce from Ramana Inc. And the pizza shop would say, no, that charges four times as much. I can't afford that. And they would say, well, either you're taxed or, well, actually what they would say is you're going to be ordering from them from, from now on. Okay. And some areas or some places where they couldn't do that, they would tax you. They would pretty much just walk in and say, you're going to give us $200 a week and we'll take care of, they would figure out any issues you had, problems, anything, um, you know, neighborhood crimes, zoning issues, billing issues, anything. And they would say, we're going to take care of it, but you're going to pay us. So they are supportive, but they're not angels. They, they believe in this, um, you know, this power trip. And the second thing I was going to say is in this whole difference between serial killers and mafia, what is one of the biggest, biggest, I don't want to say compliments, but things that we offer mobsters that as far as I know, no law enforcement person has ever offered a serial killer witness protection. You have someone in front of you that's killed thousands of people, hundreds of people, whatever, and they will sit across the table from you and say, if you rat out this person, we'll let you live free for the rest of your life. They must not be that. They must not put them in the same bucket because I don't think they ever took Manson out of chains who actually didn't, who prove to prove never really killed anybody but to prove, but, um, I don't think they ever took half these people out of chains. You're going to tell me they took Ed Kemper out of chains and said, God, walk down Hollywood Boulevard, go get a house in Florida because you're going to rat on this person that helped you bury this body. They don't, they're not looked at the same no. way. Oh, well, like, like she's, you know, like she says, we got Heather in the comments is another difference. I can think is the mafia acts as a team. So yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. A serial killer acts solo. Of course, hundred percent, but average, yeah. I think, no, I agree because they, they do. They act as, that's why the organized crime, you know, they're organized where, I mean, thank God serial killers didn't all come together. Who knows what they would have done? You know what I mean? Can you imagine if we yeah. had Bundy, Dahmer, all of them just like living next to each other? Like, hey, dude, you're into this. I'm into this too. And you're like, oh, shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, um, so, but what is it called? What is it called? Like, 
I think it was just too late for him. But oh, this is what I this is the controversy that I love about this topic is that when Ted Bundy was in prison and he had stay after stay for his execution, the final time that he was nearing his execution, he offered up that what is it body It's called bodies for time or bodies for days or something like that. And he said, I will tell you every you know thing that i did everybody where it is he also talked about he helped and i forget who it was and somebody in the comments helped me here he helped capture ted bundy helped capture either green river killer or btk like he legitimately did help he contacted the police and said you know following patterns and characteristics and stuff i can tell you where you're going to find this person and they ended up it ended up helping again no deal was no deal came to fruition at all from this. But you have, like I said, policemen saying to someone who killed hundreds of people, if you turn this person in and just give me a written, you know, a written um, statement and you testify in court, I'll let you go free for the rest of your life. That to me, I'm sorry, this is my opinion. That's a huge difference. They're not viewing mobsters the same as they view these serial killers. They're not looking at them as these deranged people who can't control themselves and they're just going to go kill everything they see. Like they're not looking at them that way. That's what I think. Cause there's, there's no way they would offer. Okay. He said green river. Yep. That's what I thought. And David yeah. on your comment, I just want everybody to know that we will be covering this topic. Of course. Future. I even have a coffee mug. So we will definitely, definitely follow that one. Yeah. <laughs> that will be another one. So, yep. no, I mean, it's it's a great time. I mean, when when Kirsten threw this topic, first she was talking mafia and everything. And, and I'm like, okay, well, well what are we doing? We, I mean, when she said the the whole theory of versus serial killer, I was so hyped because mm -hmm. I'm like, thought about like, yeah, like, why aren't they considered that? And I love the discussion in the chat. I love what you guys are doing in there. And, you know, we're, we love that you guys are participating. This is great. I hope you guys are enjoying this. And Kirsten, you got a lot of great points and everything. And I just, I love this topic. I just oh, love it. I would like to take a poll and see like who <laughs> thinks that they should be considered serial killers. Like I would love to, we should have did that. We should have did a poll. If you're in the chat right now, uh, put if, put serial killers, like you think they should be serial, what serial killers? Yes. Serial killers know, like yeah. something like that. And just let me know where you stand with it. Cause I really want to see what everybody really thinks. Like, like I said, when she posted this and everybody started giving their feedback on it, I really started thinking about like how everybody was thinking about this. And you could really see how many people like idolized the mob and I idolized them. So, so Kyra well, says serial killers know. So she doesn't think they're serial I, killers. I have one more point for our, you know, not just female viewers, but. <laughs> I mean, to literally beat this topic like into the ground, you have the wives of serial killers that um, the ones I will say, generally, they're not really able to hold a successful relationship, family life. That's not always. We know it does happen. But um, initially or I mean, eventually, I guess I should say when these serial killers get caught, what are the wives reactions? They are throwing up. They're sick to their stomach. They are divorcing these people. They are sick to their stomach yes. that someone that they've been in a relationship with I love this. Killed, okay <laughs> let me ask you what a mob wife knows she knows okay they are they fully understand what their husband they know they know what they do and i'm not saying that they're okay with it but talk about compartmentalizing they're okay to just say 
This is my Honestly, husband. By their man. He They're comes home. We have dinner together. We have children. We go to church. We do this. We go on vacations. He's my husband. They full on know what their husbands do. And, they, and, yeah, and that's what I was saying. We're serial killers. I mean, they don't know what's going on. Where the mob wife is like, I'm hiding your, your shit. You know, they're like, they're part yep. knowing why they are. They're standing by, like Kyra said, they're standing by their man. So yep. it's like, definitely, they're like, that's my dude. They're showing up to court with their freaking Birkin bag and their freaking fur coat. And they're standing by their man where the BTK killer's wife is like, hell no, take me. <laughs> oh my know, God, like, no. How is no. he doing this? Like he said he was bowling. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, Listen, like, like I feel like I feel like serial killer wives, they find out what their husband has been doing all these years and they literally picture a scene okay. from like a Michael Myers movie. They see like the stripped cat skull on the grave or they see like they're like oh, they're sick to their stomach and they're like, no way. Mob wives are like, uh, I'm getting a new BMW every year and my husband is a wonderful family man. I don't need to know. They shut it out. They're like, I don't need to know. She has a good opinion on this. And that could possibly be a lot of it, too. You know where she's saying? That maybe that's what's going on and they keep their mouth shut. You know maybe. what I mean? We'd have to yeah. find a mom wife to come talk to us one day. You know what I mean? You yeah. never know what's going on. But also, like you said, they're getting a BMW. You kind of look the other way sometimes. You know, where is your, you know, where, where's your mind think? Like, okay, well, honey, look the other way. Look what I got. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, and I think it's, it's the security thing. I mean, I, I would, I would probably argue, I wouldn't say most of the time. Um, there definitely are, you know, men in this, in this group that are abusive, but most of them are actually family people who believe that their wives and their kids are totally untouchable. I say that even as I say they have girlfriends, but it's weird. Like I said, I really do believe it's the compartmentalizing. They think it's okay to have a girlfriend, but if you speak one ill word of their wife or their kids, or you do anything to disrespect their family, they're a lot of them don't. It's more the temperamental, like I want to be a big shot people that decide to raise their hands to their women. It's, I mean, really the old school, it really wasn't that bad, but. And that's um, what I'm hearing. Like they really were you know, no, they were really respected and the men never really hit their women and the women knew all their secrets. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe like their wives were kind of like their, uh, you know, their therapist at some point, you know what I mean? They had to talk to somebody so they could talk to them, but they knew, you know, were the wives more gangster sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, well, they Oh my God. I love that you just said that because I was just going to say, not all the time, again, but oftentimes these are also Italian women that are, and I can speak on Italian because I am, so I'm not being judgmental. I'm not. We, are, we are raised in families where tempers run high. And to be honest, not ever, ever disclose, you know, disclaimer that I don't, I don't, you know, say it's okay for any kind of violence, but we are raised in family families where when people get mad, we throw stuff. We are slamming stuff against the wall. We are yelling. We are screaming. You know, if I talk back to my dad, I could be put up against a wall. I don't consider that abuse. And I think most mob wives don't either because they're just as temperamental. They can pick up a blow dryer. They kind of go like this. If you're going to throw something at me, I'm going to throw it right back at you. And they don't always look at it like that. So it's kind of like these people are sort of like a Southern mom. My mom used to throw 
hairbrushes. I mean, flip fly, you name it. I've had it chucked in my head. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, it's, not, it's not the best look for me. I'm kind of known for breaking my own stuff. Like, you know, if you piss me off, I won't go after your stuff. You have nothing to worry about. I'll just start oh, pulling no. stuff and just breaking it. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I spend too much money. I'd never go after my own stuff. <laughs> I, oh, I definitely, I definitely have a, have a temper. I mean, that's not, I, I fully admit that, but, but yeah, I mean, it's nothing to us that we're really, there we go. Yep. See, my mom would throw a shoe at me quick, like a boomerang. I swear, I swear it came back to her. I swear yep. it did. And she just exactly. put it right back on her foot and called it a day. <laughs> that was it. And she just carried on with her best life. So like, yeah. Oh my no, God. Was, you know, I just think that was parenting back in the day. So, yeah. Like, so, it was. Thank you, everybody. And we're winding down to, I mean, this went quick. This went really it quick. Did. Oh, it went super quick. I knew it was going to go quick. We have a trivia tonight, but first we're going to give off. We have our mob quotes. So, you know, we're going to do a little fun things during our show each week. That, you know, we're going to do a quote that we love from the mob. So I will start my quote. Let me see. I pulled it up. And we everybody has kind of said this throughout. So this is Otto Berman. And it says, nothing Nothing personal is just business. And I love this quote because I swear to God, and every when you're out there, people take things so personal. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's like, dude, it's just business. Calm down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love that quote. That's one of my uh, quotes that grabbed at me. So that's my mob quote of the week. So of the show and yours. Okay. So, I mean, I just have to. I feel that it would just be a total disgrace if I did not do a Tony Soprano quote. So <laughs> I am going to do a Tony Soprano quote. And my favorite one is, if you can quote the rules, then you can obey them. There's a word before obey, but I won't say that word. So if you can quote the rules, then you can obey them. And I think that that goes along with you, a Karen. lot of stuff in life. <clears throat> but, <clears throat> oh my God, I'm choking. Okay, so I our trivia question. Everybody, ready? <laughs> trivia. Okay, wait, let me more champagne. Okay, Keep I'm going to break down the rules for trivia. Okay, this is how it's going to go, everybody. The first person to put the answer oh. in, Rob, our network, amazing man that's sitting backstage watching everything like the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> the man behind the curtain, will grab the first comment that he sees, and that will be the winner of what's the prize? Would you like okay. To so, the prize is this amazing blood-stained mug, and it says, sorry, I can't. I'm watching every murder documentary ever made, and it is literally caked in blood, true to fashion of the show. You will get this lovely mug, and I have the quote, so I am going to read a quote. And Everybody the first get ready. Ready? Yeah, so again, we're going to be monitoring this. And I'm sure at some point one of you is going to cheat and Google it, but. I'm backstage in the private chat with Rob, so he's going to give me the first name that he sees. So here we okay. go. Well-known gangster said this. Who is it? All right. I never lie to any man because I don't fear anyone. The only time you lie is when you're afraid. Who said it? I'll repeat it. I never lie to any man because I don't fear anyone. The only time you lie is when you're afraid. Here we go. And I can't see the comment, so it's killing me. I think we got it. I've seen I it. <laughs> okay, let's bring Kyra up. I've seen it. Woo! Oh, my 
my God. Kyra Busby. John Gotti. That's it, everybody. Who had to do John Gotti, the Teflon Don? And if you don't know what that means, you got to look it up, the Teflon Don. Okay, so I am going to need, Kyra, is that how you say it? I need your address because I'm going to be sending this baby to you. Um, and that was all, that was quick. I mean, that was awesome. Wow. They're definitely, that's my, <laughs> that's, my, that's my girlfriend and we live by this. So again, when I told you the other day, like we live by this quote, I'm not surprised that she got that as quick as she did. Kyra, don't put your address out there like that. Said, Get rid of that. Oh my God. No, just message me. Get rid of that. We'll message privately. I know you're excited about your cup. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing. Um, I have several thoughts. First of all, I kind of feel like we might have to do down the road, like a session two of this chat because I'm people seem you. to be really into it. And, and also we're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff like this. We'll be doing giveaways. We'll be doing, um, it won't be every we every time we come on, but this yes, won't we'll be we're going to be doing not only quotes, but I found a long list of, we're going to be doing like certain words that every true crime enthusiast should know we're going to be doing fun facts like it's not i swear we're going to just take it and run with the show so i hope you guys had fun i certainly had a blast with my blast. Double thing and yeah definitely um, i had a blast like this was a great time and i knew this was going to be fun and just a good time and we're also going to have a drink of the week and everything like that and so you know we're yes. gonna, well yes. i keep saying the week but like when we come on the next time we're going to come on, everybody, is yes. going to be October 28th. We are going to have a Halloween show. There you go, Kyra. We will message you and get you all set up for your coffee mug. But um, October 28th, we will be back, and um, we'll reveal our topic later. But it's Halloween week, so you can kind of think where we're going with this one. But And actually, so Heather and I, we, we have a couple ideas for a topic, but... If any of you have any ideas, we definitely want to do something Halloween focused. Yes. Um, Halloween murders, Halloween something. We do have some ideas, but if you think of something that maybe we haven't, let us know because we are going to be doing a show in two weeks. We'll be in costume. We'll have theme drink, all kinds of fun stuff. Another giveaway. We'll, we'll It's going to be fun. So right before Halloween, we, we, we'll do it right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and we'll definitely uh, visit the mobster stuff again. So Purple Hill Gang, well, we'll do all that again because we did, I mean, this went really fast. So we'll definitely come back with this. But thank you, everybody. And go follow Full Spectrum Universe so you can make sure that you guys are up to date with everything that's going on on that network. Follow Chicks and Spirits, Gray Dreams Expeditions. Follow all these pages. Did I get that right? <laughs> I got it. I'm, do I'm doing good. Look at me. So thank you, everybody. I appreciate everybody. Let me see. And every page, go look in the comments, you guys. Everybody's link is in there. Um, and follow all of that. Follow all of our links and make sure you stay on top of the shows. And we want our viewers to really interact with us. Yeah. And give us your feedback. And like like Kirsten said, if you got a topic, hit us with it. And we yeah. will, you know, go ahead and do that. And we're going to have a fun time. And, yeah. you know. We want, we want you all to be a major part of this discussion yeah. with us. So, yes. Love so, that. join us. Join us. Get your drinks. Send pictures of you with your drinks. Let us know that ah. you're with us. And we'll be, yeah, <laughs> we'll be good. Yes. If you made the drink tonight that Kirsten said, please send. Oh, wait. Wrong one. Hold on. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Well, I don't have what she, she has, but her, she put the recipe in the comment section. I will. 
And when you guys, you know, take a picture of yourself with the drink, always send it to us, send it to our group, and let's just have a good time. So, okay, everybody, good night and stay chilling and killing. Thanks for joining, guys.